Welcome listeners to Snippet Sports Science Podcast. This is Jared Coleman-Stark today with Chris Gavilio. How are you today, Chris? Good, thank you. We're with each other each week, actually, aren't we? I, it's pretty consistent. Yeah. I'd say it's a little consistency in that. Uh, and also a big thank you to our sponsor, EliteForm.com. Today we're looking at an article published in Science Magazine entitled, A Brain Boost to Fight Alzheimer's Disease. So what they found is that there's a mouse model of Alzheimer's disease that is providing some clues about why exercise is good for memory. This is a really relevant article, I think, and it's nice to actually delve a little bit away from that sports science into matters that affect a lot of people now, but you know, it's a really relevant uh, disease that's affecting people in the future as well. Right, and so this is about one of the most popular studies that was actually done in 2018. If you look at the alt metrics, which is a measurement of how much popular media there was around an article, this was basically one of the top articles of 2018. Uh, even though it's a mouse model, it's still relevant in terms of the mechanisms of how exercise is good for your memory. To put this into perspective, a little bit of background behind Alzheimer's, there's about 30 million people worldwide are living with Alzheimer's disease. The numbers are predicted to increase to about 100 million by 2050 if we don't find an effective prevention or treatment strategy. There's substantial evidence which suggests that leading a healthy lifestyle, including regular exercise, may lower the risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. The mechanisms through which exercise protects the brain and whether this could be bottled as a treatment remains controversial. As Jared said earlier, there's been a mouse model of Alzheimer's disease by Choi et al which showed that exercise improves memory through a combination of neurogenesis in the hippocampus of the brain and increasing the levels of brain-derived neutrophic factor BDNF, which is a growth factor that supports neuronal survival. Their findings suggest that agents that promote both BDNF signaling and neurogenesis might be effective in preventing or treating Alzheimer's disease. People with Alzheimer's disease have accumulations of pathological lesions called amyloid plaques and neurofibrillary tangles in their brains, along with dramatic loss of synapses and neurons that cause severe cognitive decline. Epidemiological studies show that exercise reduces the risk of cognitive decline during aging and decreases the risk of Alzheimer's disease. However, the evidence from clinical trials of exercise in people has been inconsistent, tending to no benefit on symptoms in people with dementia and no benefit on cognition as a preventative measure in healthy elderly individuals. This suggests that there is a complex relationship between exercise and brain health that depends on life stage. The mechanisms leading from exercise to protecting the brain are not well understood, which undermines the optimal design of interventional studies as well as public health advice and what the exercise intervention should be. For example, duration, frequency, aerobic versus anaerobic, and when this intervention should be delivered for maximal benefit. Several hypotheses have been proposed to explain the preventative effects of exercise, including the idea that exercise boosts neurogenesis, which consequently enhances brain function. To explore this idea further, Choi et al. used a mouse model Alzheimer's disease that overexpresses gene mutations associated with rare familial forms of the disease and develops amyloid pathology and memory deficits. Choi et al. found that the beneficial effects of exercise, in this case voluntary aerobic exercise on a running wheel for three hours per day, are due to enhancing neurogenesis in combination with increasing BDNF amounts in the brain. So that's a bit of a curious methodology, I think, that it uses a rare familial form 
of the dementia, because there could be very many different types of Alzheimer's disease. We we don't really know a whole lot about it. Uh, so the best model that we're using right now is a rare familial form of it, as well as we're considering the voluntary exercise, which could, I think, very easily have a co-founder with some sort of cognitive function. You know, it comes back to uh, the, what's the cause and effect there. However, this work is very important because it provides preclinical proof of concept that a combination therapy that increases neurogenesis and BDNF levels could be disease-modifying or prevent Alzheimer's disease altogether. Importantly, in these mice, memory could be improved by using a combination of molecular interventions without the need for exercise, exercise memetics. Neurogenesis was induced with two factors, a viral injection in the hippocampus to express the protein WNT3 combined with systemic treatment with P7C3, a compound that improves survival of new neurons. BDNF levels were raised either by injecting a virus expressing the protein into the hippocampus or by pharmacological means with systemic injection of 5-aminoimidazole-4-carboxamide riboside, also known as ACAR. This is one of the oldest, most well-known exercise mimetic molecules. Although the specific viral interventions used are unlikely to be practical for preventing Alzheimer's disease in people, the idea that pharmacological interventions can mimic some of the effects of exercise is promising. This is particularly important for older people who might not always have the capacity for the level of exercise needed to promote optimal brain health. As we can see here, the study by Choi et al. also lends further support to the idea that amyloid plaques are a poor marker of disease progression and thus a poor choice of biomarker for clinical trials. These authors found that the decreased plaque pathology was not necessary or sufficient to drive memory improvements. This adds conflicting reports that environmental enrichment, including exercise, in some studies decreased plaque pathology and increased it in others, despite most groups observing memory improvement. Biomarkers that more closely track neural circuitry are much more promising, including structural magnetic resonance imaging, or MRI, to track brain atrophy, and newer markers such as positron emission tomography ligands for synapses, as well as synapse and neuron proteins in cerebrospinal fluid. There are limitations of this work to consider, which we've discussed briefly already. The authors used a single aggressive mouse model of familial Alzheimer's disease, which potentially exhibits non-physiological mechanisms of cell death owing to overexpression of mutant proteins. Historically, studies of mouse models of Alzheimer's disease have not translated well in human clinical trials, particularly work in a single model, so this study will need to be replicated in other mouse models. There is also no direct evidence that these mechanisms are involved in human disease. Neurogenesis in human adult hippocampus has become a contentious issue. For example, one study found that neurogenesis occurred into older age, whereas another found that it stops during childhood. Overall, evidence suggests that at least low levels of neurogenesis occur throughout life. There has been several studies indicating that increased neurogenesis occurs in Alzheimer's disease, but whether this plays an important role in disease pathology is unclear. It'd be important to understand how exercise, neurogenesis, and BDNF affect the brain at the synapse, cellular, and the circuit level. Exercise causes new synapse formation and is excellent for cardiovascular health, both of which are relevant to Alzheimer's disease because synapse degeneration is an important correlate of cognitive decline, and we are beginning to understand that non-neural cells greatly affect this process. In the best case scenario, 
Assuming these results are replicated in other models and are relevant to human disease, this study suggests that we could bottle the effects of exercise to prevent or treat dementia. So to summarize this a bit, exercise results in increased BDNF as well as other unknown factors, which in turn increase neurogenesis, increase synapse numbers and functions, and increase vascular health. These improvements in neurogenesis, synapse numbers and function, and vascular health then result in protection against Alzheimer's disease, including better brain health, increased network connectivity, and larger cognitive reserve. Great summary there of a study. Yeah, I think that's really such a fascinating study. And there's been a lot this past year in, in 2018 about adult neurogenesis. And I know it's, for a long time, it's believed that there's no adult brain neurogenesis. And that's something that we're starting to realize isn't necessarily true, that you can potentially have neurogenesis as an adult. So we hope you enjoyed that episode. Thank you very much for coming along and listening to us today. Remember to engage with us on our socials at Snippet Science. Thanks to Elite Form. Thanks, Jared, for coming on board again today. Thank you, Chris. And see you next week.